today is Thursday, which means we're bringing you Girls at Startup, a weekly series where we spill the tea on how to create a seven-figure side hustle because no one saves their way to wealth. You're joined today by Sim, a seven-figure business owner, and with me is Maya, an entrepreneur in the making. Hello, Maya. Kia ora, Sim. How are you? I am good. I think we might need to update our bio again because Girls That Invest is officially a multi-seven-figure business. <laughs> I'm trying not to hoot and holler too loud. That was a respectful scream, respectful to the ears of anyone listening. <laughs> but yeah, isn't that just like the craziest thing? That is insane. That is amazing. I remember like maybe was it five episodes ago and you're like I hope we shift the needle and I'm like yeah now we have five weeks ago I was like I hope this business is viable I think I just go through these shifts which I know sounds really silly and crazy but I'm just like it's a different ball game I think when you're when you're someone that is a business um, owner that, and it's just yourself in the business or like you're just like you and one person it's like oh it's fine we'll make it work and I think as soon as you start like being someone's full-time employer, mm -hmm. like you are someone's boss, you do someone's KiwiSaver, like your retirement, mm. then it's just like, wow, it's stressful. But yeah, it's just, it's just been so interesting. And I like made a LinkedIn post because I am, guys, unfortunately, I'm a LinkedIn girly. It just helps with like opportunities that we get for like speaking engagements and things like that. And so I made a post and I was like, you know, Girls That Invest is officially a multi-million dollar media company. And then this random guy that I've never seen in my life comments mm -hmm. and he goes, did you mean that you aspire to be a multi-million dollar oh, company? I'm going to comment <laughs> so fast. <laughs> and it's so funny because we had like hundreds I like debated it I was like do I reply back and say like I didn't stutter or do I say something sassy and then I was like nah so I just deleted it I was like I don't need this negative energy oh I mean that's fair but if you didn't delete it I would I can go in happily <laughs> on LinkedIn <laughs> she, she yep she did not stutter absolutely not <laughs> she is seven figures multiple <laughs> But anyway, coming up with a seven-figure business idea name is something that I'm excited to chat about today. We've had a lot of people comment on the name Girls That Invest, and we've had people say, I love it, it's amazing. We've had people be like, is that even like the correct way of saying it? Like, should you even be using the terminology that? And Overall, there's been a lot of people that have just had a lot of thoughts. And I think part of the reason why we've been so successful is in the name. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think like as soon as you see a business name, you automatically make like an assumption about it. But let, let's get into the episode. Let's have a chat. Maya, what's your questions about naming your side hustle so that it becomes a seven figure business? Oh, I love the new ring to it. And no, she did not stutter. Sim, so we have a part I, we have a question from our community. I'm just going to read it out. Hi, Sim. Do you have any advice or resources for how to come up with a name for a business? I'm a therapist looking to open a private practice and I've been finding it incredibly difficult to come up with a catchy 
but original business name. Any guidance would be much appreciated. Oh, that is a great question. I want to say that there are definitely do's and don'ts. There are definitely things that I would avoid and things that I found really helpful. But let's start off by discussing why it's even important. Why are we caring? If we're listening in and you're like, it's just a name, like it's fine. When it comes to your business name, that is often the first thing someone is going to use to judge your company. Because if you think about it, when we are deciding if something, a service, whether it is the, you know, physio that we go to or the brand that we buy of drink bottle, like whatever it is, before you look at anything online, you look at the name. You don't look at the logo first, you look at the name and you judge a company and you can pick up so much about a company from the name. You can work out, are they trendy? Is this a large corporation? Is this just like makeup by Sim? Is this just a, you know, physio by Sim? Or is this like a physio that's just local or a therapist that's just local to my area, like Auckland therapist. Like there's just so much you can actually take away. And so I don't know. Do you feel like having a business, like do you place a big importance on it or do you think it's just kind of one of those things? Oh, huge importance because it is exactly that. It's the first thing that people see of what your business is and you want to encapsulate what your business is without it being too complicated but it being, you know, catchy. So so I s- definitely see the complexity in it. I mean, when coming up with my, <laughs> my cute little Instagram name, it took me so long, like so long. And I just kind of chose at random really because I was sick of trying to think of something else that's more unique or anything like that. So it's huge. It is a big step, isn't it? It's something that you you worry about because you're like, look, I don't want to change it. Like, I don't want to come up with something and then six months later, hate it. And then suddenly I have to change my Instagram handles. I've got to change my website. Like all the people that have like emailed us or chatted with us, I've got to let them know that it's all different. It adds up. Mm. And so, so how did you come up with your business names? So my sort of system that I use, and I'm, I want to share it so that you can apply it to yourself. Mm-hmm. I like to just make sure that my business name is no longer than three words. So the Indian feminist, three words, Mm -hmm. girls that invest, three words, other businesses that I've had also three words or less. And the issue with that, or rather the reason for that is I don't want this to be a sentence. I want this to be something that people are like Mm. quick and easy to talk about. It's not this and this and this and this. It's not your favorite baker Simran Kaur. Like, I think that just gets too long. The second thing that I make sure is for my businesses, I never like being the center of them, but that's also because my businesses, I want them to have longevity outside of me. If something ever happened to me, if I got ill and I don't know, passed away, I want the business to still continue. And so I really want to make sure, and this is not a slight at people that have named their businesses this way, but if you name your company, like investing with Sim, it's very personal and it's very like, okay, I'm just going to be learning this topic from this one person. And so naming like the Indian feminist, something that is more inclusive to groups of people. It makes it seem like maybe there's a team behind this or other people can come and join and be part of the voice. And it's not just myself and Harsharan, who I ran the Indian Feminist with, or with Girls That Invest. It's not Sim and Sonia's show. Right now it is, but maybe things might change. And it just leaves more wiggle room 
And then the third thing that I want to do is I want people to look at the business name and straight away know who is for and what it does. That is such a good point, Sim. And I remember you actually telling me that in some conversation that you purposely don't put your name on things. And that was kind of the first time that I actually thought and reflected on that because you want to create a brand that if you step away from it or yeah, people just kind of know that it is about this thing instead of then it being about you as a personality, which I think is really smart and something that isn't really spoken about often with names and the three words is very handy. It just, it stops you from making it too long. It stops because people don't want to remember something that, or they're going to find it difficult to remember something that's such a long name. Also names just get a bit funny. I think there's definitely a level of bias associated. Simran is not a common name. And Mm. Sonia is pretty common, but it's not like an extremely common name. And as soon as we start putting like ethnic names on businesses, I think as an ethnic person, you do kind of worry, are people going to judge me for this? How am I going to lose business or are people not going to click on who we are because of our name? And so keeping it ambiguous around who we are and like being like girls that invest and then once people listen in, hey, our names are Sim and Sonia, I think it just, it changes it up a little bit. Mm. And that's so true, you know, me being Māori and when I was thinking of a name for my platform as well, I said I wanted to at first use a Māori word, but then I was like, well, I want it to be, you know, bigger than just Māori being a part of this. And then I, you know, that added issue of people not being able to pronounce it and and all of those kind of things. So kind of keeping it simple, but effective which is exactly what Girls That Invest is. You know exactly what it's going to be about. You know that it's about investing to some capacity and you also know that it's young and fun, hopefully, and energetic and girls. And like, you know, a lot of people ask us, why don't you call it Women That Invest? And I really did debate with Sonia. So at the time I was like, should I call it Girls That Invest? Should I call it Women That Invest? And I decided that if I called it Women That Invest, it was going to make people feel like this is for women that have briefcases Mm. and work office jobs and have their life sorted. And if you don't relate to that, you're not going to be attracted to that business. You want a business name that attracts you and you can look at that and you can go, that is for me. Like Girls Who Code was such a monumental business name that I kind of got the idea off because Girls That Code is an organization that gets young women into coding and it's just it's in the name it's like hey it's for everyone Mm. and exactly that with the difference between women and girls is that it's more inclusive it's less intimidating especially when it's investing which can be an intimidating topic for a lot of women sim so what are the key components to think about when creating a name so One thing that I find extremely helpful is understanding who is your target audience and then referencing that backwards. So if you are like, hey, I want to be a therapist and my business model is I want to be a therapist just for people in this area and I want to be the best therapist in my suburb, then it makes sense to have like, you know, therapy 
in, let's say your city is like Alberta, like Alberta therapists or like something that lets people know, okay, this is local and it's for me. And if you think about your customer as a therapist, you're going to want to realize that these are people that are obviously going to feel a certain kind of way. This is a very anxiety inducing experience. They want things that make them feel comfortable, things that make them feel at home and what makes them comfortable familiar words what makes them feel at home like Maya if you were looking for a therapist would you go to like outstandingtherapists.com or would you go to hamiltonfamilytherapist.co.nz yeah I'd go with the familiar one especially with like therapy it's actually that is such a good point like, you know, with lawyers, they have typically their first, like their surnames, an optometrist and stuff like that. But if you kind of transferred that into therapy, it'd be like mm, a bit cold. Yeah, it would be like a bit clinical, even like mm. even the name BetterHelp, like, you know, that huge therapy company that we all get the ads for. Mm-hmm. They have done such a good job because by calling themselves BetterHelp, they're essentially telling you, hey, you've probably already tried therapy, but this is going to be better. We're going to help you. And this is going to be better than the experiences you've had. We are for people that have tried other therapy platforms and other therapists, and it hasn't worked for you. This is going to be that next step up. And it's all about helping. It's all about like, we're just here to make it easier for you. It's not better therapists. We're not looking for better therapists. We're looking for better help for ourselves. And I just think it makes such a difference to understand who's going to look at this and what are they looking for. For me, I knew that people were looking for something that made it feel less intimidating because investing is such an intimidating topic. And so hence the girls. And I knew that they wanted something that just wasn't as boring and scary and like rigid. And so just a fun name like Girls That Invest made sense. And I think, you know, for Maya's business, Wellbeing with Maya, it's in the name. It's three words or less. And it's all about like understanding well-being and you're doing it with a personal journey and you know Maya's always going to be around because she's popped her name on it so she's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it just, <laughs> you just know what you're getting into. Yeah, exactly. And I like how you're saying, because this is something that I didn't think of when I was thinking of a name, is that think of your target audience and think of what kind of feelings or perception that you want them to have and associate with your business. Because I think you can really overcomplicate things and think like, oh, maybe if I have a really catchy or a a really cool phrase that, that would stick into people's minds. But using the better help example, it's like, oh, I want better help. <laughs> That's it. Just give it to me straight. Even like Netflix, like you now it's such a common word. We don't even think about what it means. But like if you break it down, like just from the start of it, net, like you imagine that, okay, we're moving away from like physical DVDs. We're going to be watching like shows on the net, on the internet. It's like the modern net is not really a word that's modern anymore, but like 2010 to have something like net in your name was like, damn, that's the future, elite, (laughs) premium. <laughs> premium. <laughs> I was talking to some friends the other day and they were like, you know, my friend's family, they got Netflix before anyone else had it. And we were like, what is this thing? And it just, the name just made it seem so interesting and so like futuristic. And now we don't really think about what it means and like, you know, what is a flick? What is Netflix? How does that all work? But there's so much work that goes behind names. And 
You might then be wondering, okay, Simran, it's starting to make sense. I understand that I need to think about my audience and therefore work backwards. What's the next step? What do I need to worry about? I would say the sort of issues that I have come across with branding or huge one is you want to make sure that obviously you're not infringing on anyone's trademark in your country mm-hmm. and you're starting. So jump onto the trademark website, whichever country you're in, search up that name and make sure that you are not imposing on anything. You also want to make sure that it's a, and this might be a little bit controversial, but I reckon this is something that is really important. You want to make sure that whatever name you're choosing, you can still get access to those social media handles. Like if I Mm. wanted to call my company Girls That Invest, but Girls That Invest was already a Instagram account and I couldn't use that, I would actually use a different name. Like if Maya was like, I want to start my company while being with Maya, but someone else already has that username, I would be like, call it something else, girl. Like... Mm. Like Maya's well-being clinic or studio or just something that was different. You want to be able to have access to those titles. Yeah. Well, I initially wanted to use wellness because I, I don't know, the word wellness just sounded better to me, but then I looked at it and everyone has wellness with Gloria, wellness with Rebecca, like everyone is using or like wellness journey or or something like that. And I was like, oh man. And I was like, actually, I really like the word well-being and it's just kind of a little bit more comforting for me. Mm -hmm. And so although it's quite, you know, kind of similar, but it is different. And I, that is something that I definitely looked up on social media as well. I was like, okay, so wellness is out the door. And and that's very true because then if you go down that same route, it's almost like, well, how are you different then while being with Gloria? Like if I was searching up well-being and it was like well-being with Sonia, Maya, Gloria, Sim, like who do you choose? Which account do you click on to like follow? There actually weren't many well-being with someone. Yeah, I don't think there were many, which is why obviously I chose it. She's a pioneer. She's a, <laughs> she's a pioneer. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win, win, win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. That is such a good point, Sim, because I think you're really stripping back to the basics. And I think as someone who was literally in this position like a few months ago, I really overcomplicated things. Why do you think you do that? Why do you think it's like got to be perfect from day one? Well, first, because 
I knew the significance of what a business name is and I wanted something short, something punchy, but something memorable. And then it just kind of gets a little bit overwhelming because I'm like, oh, well, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> like you, <laughs> like truly, I was like, I have no idea what to call it. And then I would just decided well-being with Maya was sweet. It was, I want to help people with their well-being. It's exactly what I am passionate about. And I'm really happy with the name. But yeah, I think it's just really important to strip it down to the basics and not get overwhelmed with it all. A hundred percent. I completely agree. And so Sim, you spoke about it earlier. What is the connection between branding and a business name? Like logo, visuals? I think if you just, let's say you've decided your name, you're like, okay, I'm going to be like Family Therapy Alberta, or I'm going to make it a little bit more personal and I'm going to be like Therapy with Sonia. I don't know. I assume, obviously it's not Sonia that sent in this message, but I'm not like, hey, Sonia, can you please send us some messages? <laughs> we no need one, a question, girl. <laughs> no one cares. No one's listening in. <laughs> but let's say it's, you know, Therapy with Sonia. You then want to take that name and think about what is, like, when you think of that, what comes to mind? Like, while being with Maya, greenery comes to mind. Maya wears a lot of green, but it's mm -hmm. also very calming while being, you know, being in nature. I see plants. I see a, mm -hmm. a fern. Like, I see things that just make you feel good. And then also you've got, like, you know, the moldy component, the indigenous component. You've got... Like you could just really dive into it. With Girls That Invest, it was just pink. I just knew straight away. Mm. Like something about it, it was just nothing about investment is girly. Nothing about stock market is girly. So let's just do the absolute opposite. And it's such shock value to mm -hmm. be like the L woods of the stock market that that just felt like the right thing to do. And so when you're thinking about therapy – if you decide to go down the personal route, you know, are you going to have a silhouette of yourself? Are you going to show your face? Is your branding going to be more personable, more like doodles? I think doodles and like drawings that are, but kind of seem like someone's doodled them out, make you feel a little bit more homely and comfortable. Or is it going to be more clinical? Are you going to be like, I'm a serious therapist. I'm not a cool therapist. I am someone that is that means business. Like, who is your client? Are they young people that want something that feels really personable? Or are you dealing with like professionals who work stressful jobs and they want to feel like they're, you know, getting that top quality expensive therapist that they're paying, you know, top dollar for. Whoever you're trying to talk to, that is how your branding and logo turns up. That's such a good point, Sim, because investing, I never would have thought pink. No. And so already that's memorable and that works with the name as well. It's just different, you know, and it's just like you want something that's memorable, you want something that sticks and I'll be honest, I didn't spend that much time choosing the name. I like did it in a day. I was like, let's, we just need to come up with something. I think one thing that I do better than the average business owner, if I can say this, mm -hmm. is I will take action even if I haven't fully decided on what to do. So for example, Girls at Startup was called Girls at Business like three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. If I had waited for the perfect name, we would be up till now. And we wouldn't have had a single episode. Now we're into season two of the episodes and we've changed the name. It's fine. We can move on. We don't have to get it right the first time. But if I had hummed and hard and ummed and ahed about what to call it, then it just, I don't know, we would have missed out on so much impact and time and growth. 
Mm. And once again, the done is better than perfection. Oh just my God. Pops up. So <laughs> someone had listened to our older episode, you know, where I said, by the way, you guys should like go back and search and find our first Instagram post on Girls That Invest. Mm-hmm. So someone went back, she scrolled <laughs> all the way to the first oh. post. Guys, we have a thousand plus posts. Wow, dedication. She sent it to the Girls That Invest account and then she messaged me and said, done is better than perfect. And initially I was like, wait, that's my phrase. Where is this coming from? And then I was like, oh my God, this is from the episode. Yes. She went back and looked and she was like, this is not that bad. And I was like, girl, don't lie. It is it, hideous. <laughs> she's lying. It, it was bad. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> it was bad. But but yeah, done is better than perfect. And someone might be sitting here and wondering, also, Sam, like, what do I do if I want to rebrand or I want to change my name? What if I'm not mm-hmm. happy with that name down the track? It does get harder, I won't lie, to rename your product and service, but it is not the end of the world because if you have a loyal customer base, client base, fan base, whatever it is, whatever business you're in, people will understand. It's not, you're not going to be the first company and you're not going to be the last company that have rebranded. People will love it regardless if you have a good quality product and you take care of them. It is not the name that makes or breaks a business. It is yourself in the business. Mm, That's really good to hear. That's (laughs) really good to hear because literally... This is such a personal episode for me, guys. No. <laughs> what, do you not like your name, Wellbeing with Maya? No, I love my name. Like, I really love Wellbeing with Maya. Like, it's exactly what you said. I feel like it is a big, warm hug. I'm just so insanely passionate about helping people on their wellbeing journey, like, alongside my own journey as well. So I, I love it. But to begin with, because I preferred like a different name or I didn't want to include my name. Mm. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to use my name. If I have to, I'll change it. And just honing into, it's not that serious. You can change it, strip things down to the basic and think about what you want people to feel in your business. Amazing. And I think that's probably a really great place to wrap up the episode. I hope you have found it helpful. If you are still deciding your business name, this is going to be a really helpful episode. If you are like, damn, I need to change my name. Hey, that's okay. We're here to help. If you're like, it's five words. I got to cut it down. Some said (laughs) rebrand the whole thing. (laughs) That's that's fine as well. All right. See you next week, Maya. (laughs) Kakite. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer. Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team. Bye.